We're going to talk about Oklahoma State. Their win total, a respectable win total. A win total with some expectations. A win total that has baked in some, some, some real belief. Yeah. Eight and a yeah. half. Ugh, nine win team. That's a, that's a real season. You get, we'll win nine games that year. Oklahoma State, their win total is eight and a half. Are you taking the over or the under on Oak State this year? I'm not doing anything with them, but we could talk about it. Obviously, last year they go 12 and two, and I don't think a lot of people expected that. They were so good defensively. And uh, Gundy, say what you want about the guy. Great mullet, great coach. Some people, he's not for everybody I get, but he has 16 consecutive bowl trips, 16 mm. bowl games, which, like, you know, everybody goes to a bowl game now. Yeah. But he also has seven 10 win seasons as well. So I won't be shocked if they win double digit games. I don't like betting on Spencer Sanders. He had some really good games last year. Torch my uh, Kansas State Wildcats, 344 yards through the air. And then he torched my real team, Notre Dame. He threw for 371 yards against them. But then I'll never forget betting them against Baylor twice. Mm -hmm. Uh, He threw seven picks in two games against Baylor. Now, Baylor is really tough defensively. Like, I love what they do there. They even give Lincoln Riley fits. But this is a new team, man, a completely new backfield. They're going to feature Dominic Richardson. He could rush for 1,000 yards or maybe he rushes for 500. They bring in four new freshman wide receivers. But that I never worry about that position because Gundy always finds like that number one wide receiver who's going to catch 70 balls. Uh, on the offensive line, they have five dudes with experience, but defense is why they win games. Their defensive line is going to be a problem again. They bring back eight guys with experience, including uh, Tyler Lacey. He had four sacks last year, and I think that number will go up mm-hmm. because he's going to probably there's going to be some guys that eat double teams. I think that the defensive line will be really good. I think the linebacker position is probably their biggest uh, question mark because they had to go to the JUCO transfer portal. And I don't watch a whole lot of uh, junior college football, so I don't Mason Cobb and Lamont Bishop were backups last year that become starters. Then they're relying on dudes, you know, that are 20 years old that they got out of the portal. Uh, secondary, I like Jabbar Muhammad. He's a shutdown corner, and then they have Jason Taylor, 41 career starts, but everybody else Thomas is really Harper inexperienced. As well. Yeah, and then Harper mm-hmm. as well. They're young though; they're going to rely they on are. a lot of young dudes. I'm staying away. I could see them being a double-digit win team, or I could see them maybe taking a step back. I don't like fading or betting against Gundy, though. Yeah, I'm with you. This team is so impressive. Um, You look at the Cowboys. They've won 10 or more games seven times since 2010, and that's just a testament uh, to the job that uh, Jim Knowles has has done. Like He's just been you know, phenomenal. I mean, Gundy, excuse me, Mike Gundy has done uh, with this team. His offense is Gundy. His offenses are are generally among the best in the nation, but man, Spencer Sanders is the biggest question mark yeah. because like if you can't if you can't get your act together, Spence, then this it's going to be hard for me to take the over with him this year. Now, like you said, the wide receiver room, the running back, like their skill positions are not as not as great because they did lose some some big time names. But you, like you said, you get Dominic Richardson from Texas A and M. He's to transfer DeAndre uh, Jackson as well. Um, he is there uh, because Jalen Warren left for the NFL. Uh, so you you got some guys. Receiver Tay Martin left. Yeah. Huge deal. But yeah. you look after him, the next four leading receivers from 2021 all come back to the Cowboys. So a lot of returners, a lot of dudes that can produce, a lot of dudes that have experience. Oklahoma State, they're going to be a double-digit favorite in all three of their non-conference games. So yeah. they should start the season 3-0. Central Michigan, Arizona State, and you got Arkansas, Pine, Bluff. Um, they face a tough test on October 1st, though. You get Baylor, and you're at Baylor. Then you travel. Uh, you got to travel to Waco for that. Then schedule makers didn't help uh, uh, Oklahoma State after that. Um, or they did help Oklahoma State after that. You got some. You got a, a few favors and some easy, easy picking uh, spaced out uh, across the rest of your game. So nine win doesn't wins. Do, it doesn't feel like too ambitious. Uh, minus 115 both ways. 
Texas Tech, TCU, Texas. Like, they got some names in here. Kansas State, Kansas, Iowa State, Oklahoma, and West Virginia. But, I mean, they're really good, man. And I just think it's it, it comes down to Spencer Stan- Sanders, too. Right. Like, what, what are you going to do? Because he has to take a huge jump. He has to protect the football, man. Yeah. Because he can, he can make the throws. He can make the plays with his legs. He has to stay healthy. He has to protect the football. They have to run the ball a little bit better, and they got to give their, like, you know, because with their defensive line, you're not going to be able to run the football against them. Right. And it's, I don't really know what to do just with this conference, man, because Oklahoma's no longer, like, it's going to be a rebuild, at least for a year, I think. Iowa State, they lose Purdy, they lose Brees Hall. I mean, that's, I, I love Matt Campbell. I thought he should have probably gotten a better job, but uh, they, they have to rebuild a little bit. People are a little higher on Texas than I am. I don't know what to do with them. So yeah. I'm just staying away I'm from I'm fading Texas this year man. before the hype. You know who's coming at, uh, next year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, some guy with the last name Manning. Arch Manning. Yeah. And every single wide receiver in high school that's a four-star or better is following him. Come on, they're well. playing with They them. are they're, so stacked. The TikToks that they're going to be yeah. able to create at Texas next season, it's going to be legendary-level TikToks. I mean, it's just going to be beautiful. Isn't Arch Manning already like signed an NIL deal for like oh, over yeah. $5 million? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. around $4 million, I want to say. Something like that. He's so, not even like the highest paid NIL like recruited quarterback. There's one guy out there. I don't know if it's a Florida QB. He's making like 9.1. 10, 10 mil. 10 mil. Yeah, isn't that insane? That's sick stuff. Before you've even played college. We're not talking about the college guys who like uh, maybe signed a deal and they've already been really good in college. Like We're talking about dudes that still to this day yeah. have to go – Sit down and do homework at lunch, dude. In uh, at the lunch room, like they—they're not even in college. They don't even have their learner's permit, and they're—they're making millions of dollars. Imagine if you got an NIL deal in high school for a million. Yeah. Forget millions, Ryan. If I got paid a hundred dollars a week in high school just for being an athlete, you know what I would—I would be crazy. It would be flexing so hard yeah. in school. Oh yeah. We're talking about millionaires. So little Arch Manning. Well, he's already a Manning, so he's probably already got. Yeah, like crazy he needed the brand. money. That's it. Well, yeah, his dad's Cooper. I don't know if you guys know this. Cooper was actually the best athlete. That's but, uh, what they all say. Injury. Yeah, that's yeah. what they all say. Yeah, yeah we don't believe he you. was a wide receiver. Hey, uh, you know, you know what sucks really quick on that? You know what I was thinking about this the other day? I was driving around and I was thinking Reggie Bush was one of my favorite college football players all time because oh, I was putting together my list. Like I, Mike Vick will always be my number one at Vatech. Yeah, uh, watching him against I watched, Florida State. I in watched that title him, game, and dude. I was watching some AI highlights in high school when he played quarterback. Oh too. yeah, AI was ridiculous. <sighs> Those guys lived. They should have switched lives. But Reggie Bush had to hand in his Heisman Trophy award, and we don't recognize any of those USC teams because. He took a little bit of money, and now we have guys like bums, and I mean this with all due respect. Graham Mertz last year was a bum. Like these dudes are like, bums. He has an endorsement our, deal, yeah, yeah. And Reggie Bush had to get back his Heisman. Reggie might be one of the <laughs> best college football players ever, and so had to get back his Heisman. Those guys have to be so pissed watching this right now, yeah. though. Like yeah. Reggie's like, my God! Like imagine what his deal would have been too. You saw that. Uh, so this is this is not necessarily re- uh, related to the college football realm, but after Brad signed his supermax deal with. Um, uh, the Wizards, uh, I think the Washington uh, Commanders Talk podcast, which is hosted by J.P. Finley, who's yeah. a, a Odyssey station, of course, B. Mitch and Finley upstairs, 106.7 The Fan. They're hosting a podcast, and they had ch- they had Charles Barkley on the podcast. It was a weird Wait, crossover. What? They had Charles Barkley on the Commanders podcast. And on that podcast, they asked him about Brad's contract, the $253 million five-year deal. And he says, and his answer was so wild, he said, to this day, I wish I could go back and dig up my mom's grave and beg her to have me later in life so that he could have made the money that yeah. he, that these players are making now. 
He said, I drive and think about going and be- like being upset with his dead mother yeah. that she didn't yeah. wait to have him so that he could have played basketball in, the, in this era because the money is everywhere. Charles Barkley made more money in his career. I want to say he even talked on that podcast how, you know, he's not a better player than Hakeem, but I think he made more money in his career than Hakeem did. Dude, so he was like, look at, look at, look at this, the culture we're in now where the money is just flowing. Yeah. If you see two fit, like there's only two $250 million players in the NBA right now. Yeah. Nikola Jokic, two-time MVP back-to-back, and Bradley Beal. Yeah. Which is crazy. But think about this. We got John Morant, Anthony Edwards, and all these young stars coming up. The CBA is continuing to move that salary cap up. Yeah. We're going to see like $300 million contracts, oh, $350 million contracts next up when they get paid. I mean, hell. Juan Soto, just switch the basketball, baby. You can stay in the nation's <laughs> capital. We'll find some money for you. 